Hey, how you doing? What's up? What's up? This is Lou Ford here, and it's time for Coffee in a Car Ride. I'm in my ride, I got my Java in hand, and I'm ready to cruise. So pour yourself a cup, jump in the passenger seat, and come for a ride. It's Coffee in a Car Ride. Hi, I want to talk about the warrant served to Donald Trump and the subsequent search of his home in Florida. Now, the FBI serves search warrants on homes throughout the country every single day. Warrants are needed when law enforcement has to move quickly out a criminal investigation because they're concerned that sensitive materials might be in danger of being moved or concealed or destroyed. A search warrant does not necessarily indicate an accusation of a crime or the subject's guilt, but it does indicate a sense of urgency because it's only used when law enforcement can prove that a subpoena or a summons or a request won't work. The Justice Department and the FBI don't have the authority to act on their own. They have to get a federal judge or magistrate to approve their request. And because of the Fourth Amendment against unlawful search and seizure, they have to be very specific and convincing so that A, they can get that warrant, and B, any evidence discovered is not deemed inadmissible later in court. A search warrant must meet a very specific checklist of requirements before a judge can sign off on the decision to invade someone's home. The FBI can't just show up at your property. They have to convince a judge that they have probable cause that a crime has or is occurring. And legal experts have been very clear that not even the most liberal judge in the world would allow them to search the private residence of a former president without airtight smoking gun bulletproof evidence, knowing how political this search would be. In fact, the Justice Department did everything they could to keep it quiet. They published nothing. They leaked nothing. They even had their agents dressed like fellow Mar-a-Lago members so they wouldn't stand out in their FBI jackets. The only reason we know about it is because Donald Trump himself told everyone. Remember, this warrant has nothing to do with January 6th, with the big lie, with Trump's attempt to stay in power after losing the election. It has nothing to do with blackmailing Ukraine or Russian interference or tax evasion. This warrant has to do with the Presidential Records Act enacted in 1978 after the Watergate scandal that requires the preservation of White House documents as property of the U.S. government. In common speak, when you're the president, everything is recorded, saved, and belongs to the country. You can't just take things from the White House and not give them back. The warrant cited three things to justify the search. One, obstruction of justice. Two, the possible mishandling of government records, and three, and most importantly, the Espionage Act, Title 18 of the United States Code, Section 793, which says it's illegal to be in possession of national security information that could harm the United States or aid a foreign adversary. So in layman's terms, treason. What got the Rosenbergs executed in 1953? So let's be clear, this isn't about planted evidence because the FBI would have no access to top secret national security information to plant in the first place. It's not about things being classified or declassified because if it can hurt the US, it can't be in the wrong hands, no matter its classification. And it's certainly not about keeping mementos because top secret information is not the same as having shack shoes in your office. And it is certainly not banana republic behavior because this is by the book law and order stuff. Trump took things he wasn't supposed to, and when he was asked to give them back, he didn't do it. It's shady, it's deliberate, and the question is, why did he do it? Because he definitely did it. And to get that warrant signed, it's almost definitely criminal.
Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? This is Lou Ford here, back for another episode of a Coffee in a Car Ride. It's my podcast. Where I drive around with a cup of coffee, rant about shit, you know, that pisses me off, like current events and all that. And this episode is coming out a little earlier than I had planned, with the fact that I'm getting over COVID. But it's coming out now due to all the upheaval of the FBI's raid on Trump's Malago residence. And yes, yup. Trump. Trump everlasting. I'm sorry, but just like your child's first piano recital, just when you think that that last foreboding, boring, ear-splitting note has been played, has been chopped out, and you can breathe, just when you think that, those little things just push out, push out some more. The Trump saga is never-ending, and the most recent episode is that of the FBI's raid and the distinct possibility that Trump has violated the Espionage Act by holding on to, keeping, and destroying classified documents. That was a mouthful. Now, we can all say that we saw this coming, but there's something totally different here. Something that seems more like a sequel in the Roadhouse movie franchise if it had been a franchise. First, just let me give credit to those FBI agents who had to go through what was probably one of the tackiest houses in America, complete with a completely gold foil wrapped toilet, I'm sure. That could not have been fun. But seriously, though, I think at least in terms of the US, this might be unheard of, really. The party that is for law and order now wants to defund the FBI. This is what I mean by a pattern of conservatives. When blacks were being killed by police and angry communities cried out, defund the police, it was un-American. Excuse me, un-American. When it it comes to it happening to one of them, they make the same demand. But that is not even half of it. The politicians who are doing it, I get due to party lines and such, you know, the loyalties not excusing it. I don't think it's right, but it's like kind of like getting a second cat when you already have a full-grown male one at home. The male cat's going to spray everywhere. Who's striking are all its supporters, the protesters that came out after the raid. And while we can focus on all the different reasons why they are problematic, we want to focus on just one. And to illustrate that best, I will tell you this. There's footage of the Trump supporters, the protesters outside of Malargo after the FBI raid. And as the car that the cameraman is in drives up the street, there is one sign that a protester holds up. The sign? That sign that's held up high by the protester says, the FBI is ass-ho. Yup, listen again, that's right. The FBI is ass-ho. Note that besides the incorrect tense verb, is not asshole, but ass-ho. H-O-E. Now, I, I gotta ask, what is it with Trump supporters and the English language? Seriously, I get it. You're texting or arguing quickly online, you make mistakes, grammatical mistakes. Just, I get it. But for a protest? They went out and bought those art supplies, dude. They had the time. I mean, they literally had the time, and yet... Again and again, this is what Trump's base presents us us with. It almost makes you wonder if they rode the short bus, or rather, the short pickup to the protest. And that was a that was a joke in poor taste. I apologize, but seriously, this says something about our nation. 
than a man that could do everything short of piss right in their morning cup of coffee. His base will still see him as nothing less than a second coming. This is a con man who claimed he would drain the swamp that is DC. The only quagmire is that that con man literally turned DC into more of a swamp than when he came into office. And despite that, he still is beloved. People who are getting eaten by the alligators in that swamp would rather frolic in the quicksand with the leeches and jump in the rowboat with Kermit the Frog. Sorry, didn't mean to bring the Muppets into, into this, my bad. It's not that easy being green. We live in a nation that many, regardless of political ideology, believe is failing us. Our fellow citizens believe that the government isn't holding up their end of the bargain. As a result, it's, disench it's disenchanted with its involvement in their lives. For some, that equates to extremism, and others, activism. Some, just neglect. But either way, they have had enough. Progressives, those who still believe in democracy, right or left, need to think about that sign and what it means that the, that the uneducated and, dis, and desperate are still following Trump. We can't be everything to everyone, but we need to find a way to connect. Our democracy is in danger. So just keep that in mind. But putting that aside just for a moment, just, just remember this. Just remember this. They bought the art supplies, dude. They had time. They went out and bought the art supplies. So until next time, this is Lou Ford saying, put that in a cup of coffee and drink it. Peace. Hey, what's up? I got a joke for you. All right, so what's the difference between God and a Republican? Give up? God knows he's not a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I got a million of them. But now I want to hear some of yours. So I'm having a contest here. I want you to tweet your favorite political jokes to at coffee and a car R1 with the hashtag laughs for the ride. And if your joke really good, you could win a Trump pencil holder where you can stick the pencil, the stick, right up Trump's ass, right where it belongs. So get down to it. Tweet out those jokes, that hashtag, laughs for the ride. And if it's good enough, you can win it. Hey, and just a reminder before we go. Wait a minute. If you've liked this minute. episode or others like it, and by all means, go and leave us a five-star rating. Write a review. Like, subscribe, share, follow. You know. Tell your friends. Is, excuse me. Let people know. Show your support. And now, of course, just want to let you know, if you have comments or other questions as well, if you want to, say, even record your own rant about something that you're aggravated about and share it, and share it with us, you can do so by emailing it to us at carcoffee8 at gmail.com. Send that to us. We'll listen to it. We may put it on the show. And it's always Coffee and a Car Ride is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. So until next time, it's Lou Ford saying put that in your coffee and drink it. Peace.
Coffee and a Car Ride is brought to you by Anchor, the app that makes creating and distributing a podcast easy. And also by, of course, Coffee. So, uh, thanks for listening and all that. You know, uh, like, subscribe, you know, comment, whatever. And also, don't forget to uh, check out my blog, White Bicycle Review. Is whitebicyclereview.blogspot.com. Check that out, you know, to get more, to get some articles about politics and uh, you know other issue, other current issues and all that. You know, check it out. And thank you again. Until next time, move forward.